Welcome to the Food for Your Soul podcast, where we apply the Word of God to the hearts of men and women to stoke the fires of your delight in Christ. Here's your host, Dr. D. Richard Ferguson. Chances are you're not the big boss at work. You probably don't run a huge company or have a big staff of people who answer to you, but you do have some power. And how you use that power is critically important. Sin number four, oppression. Uh, verse six, you have condemned and murdered the innocent who is not opposing you. So in a poor society like that, it could come to actually killing the guy. I mean, you, you, you take the breadwinner of a family and you throw him into prison. and I mean, those families, those poor families, they're living day to day. You throw that guy in jail, or you withhold his paycheck for a while, they can starve. And that was happening. Some of these Christians were actually suffering things like that. And they weren't even opposing the rich. They're following what Jesus said. They're turning the other cheek. They're not opposing evil. They're not fighting back. And yet, they're, they're being killed anyway. Can you imagine this? What this was like? I mean, it's, it's one thing. You lose some of your, a bunch of your friends because they leave the church or whatever. But can you imagine you're losing a bunch of friends because they keep getting killed unjustly, dragged into court, condemned, and they're not even guilty? Your dad? Your son? One after another, can you imagine? And there's no legal recourse at all, nothing you can do. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine the discouragement and the distress? And James is saying, don't fret. Even over that, God will make it right. Now, does this happen in our culture? Here in America, does it happen where you have uh, powerful people killing innocent people who are not even opposing them just to protect their bank account? Yeah, it happens every single day. Every day, thousands of parents in the United States kill their own children before they're even born just to save money. Or just to avoid inconvenience. Or just to avoid a relationship problem. And I know when you talk about abortion in this culture, every, get, people get all crazy with arguments about well, what about if it's rape or what about if the woman's life is at stake and what it... But let's face it, the, the vast majority of the one million abortions every year in this country have nothing to do with rape. And they have nobody's life was at stake. It was just simply a case they didn't want the baby. Amen. Having this baby will make my life hard, so it's okay for me to kill it. Now, someone like that repents and... Praise God, they can be forgiven, but if they don't repent, God will deal with them. And we do what we can to save those children, but, but of all the million we can't save, we don't have to fret. We don't have to fret because those silent cries of those little children have reached the ears of the Lord of hosts. He will act. Judgment is coming. Okay, now again, what about from the other side? When you have the power, use it to protect the weak, never to exploit them. When you have the power, use it to protect the weak, never to exploit them. Even if it's just verbally, you're there in the conversation, gossip starts up, the other person is the weak person because they're not there to protect themselves, and so you speak up and you protect them. You have the power because you're in this conversation. Don't be the one assassinating someone in the character. Always be the one protecting. Well, 
You ever seen one of those movies about um, where everybody in this little town is all, they're all getting sick, they're all getting cancer and all this stuff, and then finally some news reporter uh, does some digging and figures out, oh, it's because this, this factory is dumping this toxic waste into the water and the soil and all that. Um, doesn't matter which one. Every one of those movies is the exact same storyline. Um, that story, that's us. We're in that story. We're living in a place contaminated by some very toxic waste. It is in the water we drink. It's in the air we breathe. It's materialism. And it's in the air. Studies say that, uh, that now, even with all the, our DVRs and our, all our Netflix and ways of getting around commercials, you know, still we get hit. Even with all that, we still get hit with about 360 commercials a day. 360 advertisements a day, 360 times a day, this world screams at you, you need this. Here's something you don't have. You can't be happy without this. You're miserable. You don't have anything you want. Here's what you want. Here's what you got to have. And and we're just getting it again and again and again. The world is relentless with this one sermon. They never stop repeating, store up for yourselves treasures on earth. This new phone will change your life. You've got to have it. You've got to have it. You deserve a really nice car. Don't keep walking around looking like such a dork nerd. Wear these clothes. These are fashionable. You, you, you gotta, this is cute. You've got to get this. You need these shoes. Meanwhile, Jesus is saying, Luke 12, Watch out. Watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. Or Luke 13, beware of the deceitfulness of wealth which can just choke out your very life. 1 Timothy 6, 9, people who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge men into ruin and destruction. Money is dangerous. It's like fire. Under control, it can be very useful, but out of control, it'll burn everything to the ground. You say, how do I know if it's out of control? It's out of control when your heart falls in love with it. That's when you're done. First Timothy 6.10 The love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people, eager for money, have wandered from the faith and have pierced themselves with many griefs. It's dangerous. Beware of the love of money. Beware of the love of stuff. Beware of the love of power. And don't envy those people that have that stuff. And don't fret over the people who, who are using it to treat you unfairly. God will deal with them. Trust Him. Trust Him to make things right. And when the time is right, he will hear your cries and he will make your righteousness shine like the noonday sun. Thank you for that promise, Lord. And thank you for all the, the gifts you've given. You've, given, you've p- piled wealth on us. You've been so generous with us and so kind. And we're grateful, Lord. Thank you for giving us these warnings to protect us from falling in love with that which would be deadly to fall in love with. Teach us to put our hope in you and to use your gifts for your kingdom. Who are the people in your life over whom you have some power? If you're married, your spouse is definitely on that list. Whether you're a man or a woman, you most definitely have some degree of power over your spouse. And you also have power in any situation where you're free to act in ways others don't like. If you keep your yard in a way that bothers your neighbor, 
and he can't do anything about it. You have power over him in that area. Think of the people you have power over and ask yourself, is God pleased with the way I'm using this power? How could I use it better? Thank you for listening. If you found today's episode edifying, why not share it with a friend? This season of the Food for Your Soul podcast features excerpts from our sermon series on the book of James. 50 expository sermons covering every verse. You can find those and hundreds of other sermons for free download on drichardferguson.com. And if you like listening on your phone, get our free mobile app. Install the Church One app from the Play Store and select Food for Your Soul. Until next time, rejoice in the Lord always and set your mind on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God.